Welcome to another episode of In the Mix with Lonre. I am Lonre, and I'm uh dude. Sorry, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm oh, gonna start that so again. Good, Don't worry okay. About- Welcome to another episode of In the Mix. My name is Lonre, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Dave Sorrentino. How's it going, Dave? Yo, what's going on, Lonre? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. It is Wednesday, and it feels like Monday for some reason. It's yes. been one of those weeks. So, we're what having about you. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're having like crazy fog here, so it's not really sure yeah. what season it is. Mm-hmm. Um, which is always fun. Um, what's the weather like? You're in? Are you in London? Uh, I'm in Atlanta. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. But I was just in, are you in Los Angeles? I am. I'm in LA. Yeah. Okay. What part? Uh, Santa Monica, Palisades area. Oh, dude. I was just in Venice for like two months. Cause I, yeah, I was staying in an Airbnb over there because uh, oh. I was like on tour. So that's awesome. Dude, yeah. I, yeah. Love the West Side. Um, I need to spend more time in Atlanta, though. I have, I have some buddies out there and yeah have you ever been no not really yeah it's it's a cool place it definitely don't come during the summer because like one of the big things i love about venice is that it didn't get above 75 like the entire time i was there you know and i actually like enjoyed the fogginess because like here it's just like sun and humidity so it's like you get mosquitoes i was just getting eaten up when i was outside just now you get like just you feel like you are wearing like a sweater, even though you can be in like a tank top. Like yeah. it's uh it's a whole thing. I I grew up from the uh East Coast. I grew up in New York. I totally okay. understand that humidity uh summer. Yeah. Not- yeah. It's- a lot of people don't know that. Like the East Coast, I'm from Jersey, and like a lot of people don't know, like it gets very humid and really hot, especially I feel like the last few times I was in New York during the summer, it was like blazing hot. And I feel like it was like the buildings or something like was absorbing the heat. But I was like, this is, this is insane. Yeah. You know? No. And it's, it's also too, like if people don't, people don't understand the humidity unless they're like, they've been in it for a a while, especially Mm -hmm. in Jersey, like right now. Last year I went to a wedding in Jersey and it Mm -hmm. was, either there was two two forms of weather it was mm-hmm. thunderstorms or mm-hmm. like just you're soaking wet like you're just yeah like, just like oh okay there's no point mm-hmm. to shower anymore because no there's zero there- point to shower <laughs> yeah the the south is a little bit like that except it's just always hot you know like it's always hot a little bit of relief but um when did you move from new york to la so I moved uh, probably, so I've been in LA for 12 years now. Um, and mm-hmm. I, it was kind of a, one of those natural, I don't know if it was natural, it was a manifest destiny sort of thing in its own way. Okay. I went to school in Texas um, after, mm-hmm. so I, I, you know, grew up in New York, went to school in Texas and then made my way to California and mm-hmm. uh, there 12 years. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So how long were you in Texas for? Uh, I was busy there for three years, 07 to 09, something. Okay. So it was, um, yeah, heat though, not fun. Yeah, I mean, you're just going to like all the hot spots and then a little bit of relief in in LA. Dude, yeah, 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 yeah. but fond memories, fond memories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like I've been following you on Instagram for... I feel like a few months now, 
right? And I, I don't really remember how we got connected, but I just remember like, you know, taking a look at your stuff and you really look like you're someone who has their like shit together to be like, you know, honest, like that, it just seems like, I, I love when I look at an artist profile and I know like Instagram's kind of like frivolous, like, you know, it's just like a, a tool, right? But it, it very much for me is like a reflection of like how serious uh, a brand or an artist is about what they're putting out. And, you know, I, I really like love that about like your whole look and definitely like your sound as well. So like, can you tell the listeners kind of like how you got started, you know, your elevator pitch for Dave Sorrento? Um, yeah, I, well, first off, man, that means a lot. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And social, so, social media, Instagram, you know, they're double-edged sword, right? It's yeah. like, as musicians and artists and creatives were like, okay, like we have to do this. We have to live in this platform, but it's also a great, mm-hmm. it's a great way of community. It's a great way of, you know, keeping ourselves accountable and in, in our own consistency. Um, right. How I got started. I uh, basically, I started playing guitar when I was like 15 and yeah. it was one of those things where um, I was a big fan of the Beatles. I was a big fan of Jackie Wilson and Marvin Ooh. Gaye and yeah oh man ray charles and and just like Mm -hmm. i don't know something about i think it was like also the first time i ever heard jackie wilson and i was just like Mm -hmm. how how how, uh, like i remember thinking oh it must be some of the other guys like the temptations like temptations Mm -hmm. have like five singers the four tops of the platters or any of those guys had like four singers so i was like oh like it must be the guy who does the high parts and then the other guy who does the low parts and then the other mm-hmm. guy who does the mid and that was one guy and then mm-hmm. you see jackie wilson like dance and like move and you're like how mm-hmm. how does this how does this exist like who is yeah. this? and yeah. there was just that feeling of there's just like i remember being like a young kid and just feeling like I don't understand what I'm feeling, but I know I'm feeling something that I can't explain. Mm -hmm. And I just was so drawn to it. And I remember like listening to like, your love is keeping, you know, lifting me higher and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All that Mm -hmm. stuff. And um, so that kind of spilled over into my love of the Beatles and right Mm -hmm. around 15, uh, I strangely enough came across a um, made for TV movie about John Lennon and mm-hmm. it was just it was a cheesy movie you know but i didn't even yeah. know if the accents were good but long story short um i found out john lennon started playing guitar when he was 15 and mm-hmm. uh, after watching that movie i i mean i was 15 it was right around the time of october and mm-hmm. john lennon was born in october so like there was like me yeah. being like, there's i don't know what a sign is yet because i'm 15 mm-hmm. but i think i need to pick up the guitar yeah yeah and, and um, kind of connecting the dots yeah, dude. And and just, mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean, you, you understand as an artist, like mm-hmm. the world, like yourself, like people, just everything makes a lot more sense with an instrument in my hand. And with, like, mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm able to, it's like this communication, you know, uh, block that, that we don't discover about ourselves until we yeah. discover that we can like sing and write and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. oh that's what i want to do you know that's yeah. like I, I oh my god that mm. that that feeling um, yeah 
So I pursued, um, you know, uh, studying jazz, not necessarily because I wanted to play jazz, but mm -hmm. I just wanted to learn everything. I was a big fan of John Mayer. I was a big fan of like. Oh, yeah. Know, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, and then I don't know. I just uh, went to school for jazz um, I played a bunch of shows in Texas and lo and behold, came out to L.A. and mm -hmm. and just kind of was like, I just wanted be involved as much as possible if if i'm going to be mm -hmm. in the room and do it cool if i'm going to be on the outskirts right. like during the hang you know mm -hmm. at, you know during a, produ a production or producer thing right kind of like learning and like just being around people i'm mm -hmm. i'm up for that too um right and uh yeah i'm off to a flame man completely drawn to it yeah i mean same here you know it's yeah. it's it's a cool thing when you can find your calling and then it's like you get addicted to it at the same time, you know? Totally. Yeah. And how, you're a producer. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say like, you know, how, mm -hmm. how did you, how did you get your start? What was, what was it that, that, that drew you in? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was like a collection of different things. Like I mentioned earlier from Jersey. So I started, yeah. you know, singing in the church choir and then my mom put me into like a all boys like choir school that was just like for the performing arts. So I think that was kind of like the point where it was like, okay, I'm really want to do this when I'm older type of thing. Um, and then, you know, I just learned how to sing classically. I went into musical theater, like kind what? of just like every possible thing I could have done with the voice oh. I did. Yeah. And then um, I just, you know, started songwriting in high school, kind of similar to you with the guitar. And, you know, I just haven't stopped since. So. That's awesome. I love yeah. That. I love that. What's yeah. your favorite musical? You. Just out of, out of curiosity. My favorite musical hmm, would have to be The Color Purple. And I, I wasn't even in that one. Uh, oh, it was I just, it was. I haven't seen that yet. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. It is literally like I saw it when this was back in like 2008, 2007, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. Uh, Fantasia was in it. And uh, it was I was just blown away, man. It was my first Broadway show that I ever watched. And I just remember being like, oh, my gosh, like this is like, you know, this is like a very, very important moment in like musical history that this is happening. You know, wow. I got yeah. Away. I got it. Yeah. And she she's actually going to be in the movie that they're recreating this year. So it's like what? you you can just get the experience there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I got okay. I'm super I'm super pumped. Yeah. It is it's beautiful. Uh, I I I, yeah. I know a few people have, have mentioned have mentioned the color purple and I'm just like, "Oh my god, mm -hmm. why am I?" Um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good stuff. Are you into musicals at all or I love I love musicals, man. Yeah. What's your what's your favorite? Ooh, it goes it goes back and forth um mm -hmm. in terms of i mean i love sound time so obviously Sweet okay mm -hmm. um, you know uh into the woods um yeah yeah uh sunday in the park with george there's okay. so many things and storylines that just like whoa that's amazing um yeah but then obviously you know uh lame is um oh my gosh i mean just yeah melodies with that oh yeah. my god yeah i'd oh. say musically lame is is probably my favorite out of all of them yeah. but like because i i've only seen the color purple like live that was my first like live yeah. 
Okay. One, it's like it's kind of cemented there, but dude, I'm totally there with you on Lee Miz. It's like just just complete like uh showing off his musical ability with the arrangement, you know? It's like it's not even fair. Yeah. No, and Jean Valjean is like obviously like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they I I believe he's cast as like a baritone, but he is all over the oh, place. Oh yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just like whoa. Okay. Yeah. And I'm so glad they got like Hugh Jackman to play him. Yeah. You know, yeah. was oh, yeah, yeah, he was John Val- Yeah. He was Jean Valjean and Russell Crowe right. was uh uh Javert. Yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's good stuff, man. I always love meeting like another musical person because and honestly, that really tells me about who you are as an artist as well, or kind of like informs me a little bit. Because mm-hmm. when like musicals to me, they're just like really long songs, right? Or vice versa, songs are just really short musical stories that you're telling, you know? And for me, it's like that, like um, I grew up in the choir and things like that. So it's like, I treat songs like I'm telling, like I have like three, two to three minutes to tell you this story, right? And then with an album, it's like, you know, a 20 minute long compilation of that too. Do you find, so you write your own songs, I'm assuming too. So like, do you find when you're writing what is sort of like your mindset to be like, okay, this is the story I want to tell. And, you know, how, how do you kind of put the pieces together to create a song? Um, Let's see. Uh, I, you know, I think sometimes I would say like it varies, but you know, mm-hmm. the more that I would say that mostly you're thinking about, okay. So, so going back to Soundheim, Sondheim mm-hmm. talks about, and I, I the reason why I'm referencing this because I notice it that I do it more and more. Um, yeah, Sondheim references music and conversation, so the way mm-hmm. people talk. So he'll talk about like how, and I think Bernstein mm-hmm. does the same thing. But um, mm-hmm. if someone's upset, they'll talk really fast and they'll just try to get everything out. And mm-hmm. if they're like in love, they're just like, oh, well, I don't know. It's one of those, right. you know, and it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And there's music to both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, inside of that, you know, when you're thinking of necessarily you're thinking of a concept, but usually it starts with like a word or a phrase mm-hmm. out of someone's right. conversation. And then from there, you're able to kind of go, okay, like inside of that word or inside mm-hmm. of those t- couple of lines, what is the concept behind that? Mm-hmm. And, and and it's kind of, it's, it's exactly how you put it you know like songs are musicals just in a shorter and in, in, in a shorter form mm-hmm. um because i feel like songs are just worlds right um, they're their own right. world they all mm-hmm. have their own rules to them mm-hmm. they all have their own rules to their own characters um mm-hmm. there's things that work very well in in one world and things mm-hmm. that are completely foreign in another um, right right and um, I just feel like, all, you know, I don't know necessarily want to call it a, a, a job, but kind of mm-hmm. the pursuit of it is just trying to make sure that like you're authentic in, right. in that world, right. you know, authentic mm-hmm. to that concept, authentic to that, you know, uh, tying back to an, into a musical, like authentic yeah. to those characters. Yes. Um, yes. And also I love like, that. Yeah, just and then it's mm-hmm. kind of like closing your eyes and things are just like, oh, like, 
I want it to lift here, you know, does that necessarily mean like it's going to lift because of musically it's going to lift or it's going to do the opposite and I'm going to give that more in the sonic subtext or whatever the case. Right. um, Yeah. That is, that's such a cool explanation of songwriting and I've never like heard it in that way. I've never even thought about it in that way because it's like you're putting, because I just wrote down like what does a word sound like, right? Um, like I have a song where I'm talking about like uh, I reference like last night and tonight, right? Yeah. And in that, I was so I remember just like me reeling over it. I'm like, what does that sound like in this song, right? Like, what am I trying to make the audience feel when I say that, right? And that's you know going back to musicals, that's like the whole point, you know, when directors are telling you like, oh, you need to. Do yes. uh, like practice this part over it. And I used to get so frustrated at it, but it's yeah. like, you know, when you when you can experience like, you know, Sweeney Todd or Les Mis or like the color purple, they all have like the reason why we're so affected by it is because of the arrangement, of course, but then it's also like the performance and they're making all of those like words and the the sounds like jump off the page. That's why it was so cool what you said, because I, I never thought about it in that way. I was like, yeah, that's like what we do as songwriters. You know, so it's really yeah. the same medium. It's just we do it in a different way. Absolutely. And and just you know how you how you mentioned, you know, directors and, mm-hmm. and direction and kind of scene direction or art direction. Um mm-hmm. it's the same sort of thing in a song and in production. Like mm-hmm. you give people, you know, prefaces of a certain idea that you want to be there, but you might not want it to be at the forefront just yet. Mm-hmm. And you kind of mm-hmm. want to be like, you know, like with the director, be like, oh, I want the, you know, I, I want the main character over here, but I want the camera to kind of like, you know, go go next to that book and just like kind of mm-hmm. follow that book just for a little while. And then, oh, we'll put the book down and then back to the character. It's yeah. like that same sort of thing it's like oh i want the piano to come in or i want a string to come in um Mm -hmm. and i want somebody to kind of like wait what is that and then maybe Mm -hmm. it kind of distorts turns down whatever it is you know sonically you you whatever you do to it and then later it comes in and you're like whoa that feels so connected but it's like Mm -hmm. your brain is grabbing all of those things yes yes Um, well aware of your subconscious yeah And, and i feel like that's the that's the honest you know beauty and craft to some mm-hmm. of the most gorgeous songs you look at somewhere over the rainbow you look yeah at, um george on my mind like hoagie mm-hmm. those types of guys like they just i think they got them, it oh man i, I think of yeah. them as like those those steel workers that made those like katanas you know those those oh swords. yeah yeah Mm-hmm. untouchable and they took the best of the best it's that side of mm-hmm. that sort of craftsmanship and that's just yeah that's why i love music so much yeah me too man and like honestly and you touched on this a little bit earlier but i feel like as songwriters and songwriters who release music and who are also artists we have like a really important responsibility right because we're creating the sounds and like all those those songs that you love so much we're creating the new music for people coming after us right like they'll always have the uh those songs right but yeah, they'll never yeah. have you know we're the representation of this era in life you know and like the the songs that we come out with and i'd love to know your thoughts on this but 
yeah. recently I've just been so like, I don't know if upset is the right word, but kind of just like over it with the people trying to put algorithms on music and saying like, oh, this is how your sound is supposed to be. Or if you use this kind of instrumentation on your production, it sounds really dated. So you shouldn't do it. Like I just gotten like a huge thing with like some producers where I was like, listen, we're going to do it. Like, not that everything has to be my way, but I was like, just trust me when I say like, let's stick with this. Like, even if it's not a current thing. Right. But like, let's stick with it because it feels true to the music. Kind of like what you were saying with the directors, like they purposely purposefully put things in a certain place for like a certain reaction that they perceive that the audience will get. But even the audience aside, it's like they feel something from the music when it it's aligned in a certain way. And as artists, and I love to hear your perspective on this, especially because you're a producer as well, because yeah. as artists, we are in the director's seat, right? Um, when we, you know, like, let's say it's like our solo uh, project that we're working on. So like any collaborators that we bring in, it's up to us to kind of like move the levers of it. So for me, when people put, like they just try to put things on music that don't belong there. Like I, I get the commercial ability and, and all that, but you know, I'd love to know your thoughts. I, I can keep rambling about this forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that, yeah. that's that's a really good point. I mean, I, I think yes. there's a couple of different things that you can kind of look at. Like one, like, you know, so the in, in uh, we were talking about words earlier, music business, right? There's mm-hmm. two words. And the right. one that we fell in love with and the other one that is part of what, uh, you know, what what our livelihood is and, and what our, our right. our, you know, our job is. Um, mm-hmm. So I would, so so in, in that sense, I would just be like, well, you know, there's always going to be people in the background or, you know, mm-hmm. on the business side saying, how do we quantify this though? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a great idea. That's a great song. That's a great world. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this quantifiable? How is this quantifiable? And mm-hmm. you have to kind of look at like, as an artist, for me, I, I have to look at, okay, their intentions of asking those questions, why those mm-hmm. things are quantifiable. Are they right. asking because they want to contribute to the overall company and, and world and, and of of our brands and mm-hmm. to push those things forward and to reach other audiences, then right. that's one thing. Um, mm-hmm. if their intention is to just, I don't know, get a quick hit, you know, make a quick, make a couple quick bucks or do some, yeah. you know, I, I feel mm-hmm. like the quick bucks are, and I don't want to say quick bucks, but like, yeah, that sort of um, avenue is more on the like sink side. Like if you mm-hmm. really want to, take your brain out of it and i'm not saying it's you don't need your brain for it you absolutely do you have to you need right but Mm -hmm. you know you basically are like all right you know like do some sync music get that out of your system Mm -hmm. out there make it right get that to people get have have some people go yeah yeah i really like Mm -hmm. that that gives me balance that gives me this it makes some Mm -hmm. money and some tv and, and some commercials dope um right and then you have your music and then you're like all right like um I want to be intentional with my decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be intentional with my decisions in production and and lyrically um, and, you know, directional wise, visual wise, um, Mm -hmm. because, and, and again, it's, there's a duality to it, but you want to be intentional because you want it 
to attract and you wanted to touch and hit to the people who you who you feel like are reflective of you and reflective right. of what you're feeling um mm -hmm. and and then i would just say that like but the duality is you know it's mm -hmm. kind of like you wanna you you want this to be sustainable you mm -hmm. have to have that balance um, yeah you have to be smart about that um mm -hmm. so being economic with your artistic choices uh mm -hmm. Is is something to to keep in mind and to plan for. Um, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like it's really difficult. Like we can say, like, oh yeah, you have to, you know, play the middle a lot as an artist, but it's really like something is always going to have to give. And I think we're in such a unique position where our product comes literally comes out of us, right? Like it's a part of who we are that's recorded on a wavelength you know <laughs> so Absolutely. yeah so it feels really personal and it's like one, one of the things I've learned kind of like over the years is just to like the more creative people I let in and that I trust and like we even grow a friendship the more I can kind of like let my like I don't my grip isn't as hard on my songs where I'm like now if my like my engineer just sent me a mix of a song and like I haven't listened to it all day and I'm like I know he's you know it's gonna be great you know like no matter what he did it's like maybe I'll have like a few edits here or there yeah. whereas a couple of years ago when we first met I would have listened to it right away and like try to get him edits you know what I'm saying <laughs> like it's it's um it, it's really yeah and I think that might be the cheat code to it to where you put a lot of good people that you trust around you that can when they give you feedback or they they give you suggestions you're more susceptible to it and you're better for it as an artist too you know i would say i i would completely just to just to go off what you said yeah investing in the right people who are mm -hmm. who are pushing you to be a better person yeah um, be a yeah. better person overall uh to be a better mm -hmm. writer to be a better producer all of those kind of things. I, I have people right. who I, I've worked with over the last, you know, I don't know, 10 years, but mm -hmm. also like in, a, in, in more of a short term, mm -hmm. three or five years. And it's the same sort of thing. It's like, these are people that like, you know, like I would be scared to have showed them stuff earlier on because they were yeah. so far like, whoa, I don't even know that. Like, that's a whole different world. And mm -hmm. now it's kind of, you're in a place where you're like, um, I feel good about this, but I also mm -hmm. feel very good about what they're going to say to me because it's so right. concentrated and pointed that you're just like, yep, that's what I needed. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And, Let's go. Yeah. And it comes with time too, like that, that kind of relationship. It comes with like maybe you guys butting heads at first oh, and then, you know, kind of like see feeling each other out. I mean, that's kind of with life too. Um, that's one like the life things I've been learning as well. Um, just like letting other people like having more sympathy for other people and uh is empathy the right word? I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just like really letting myself grow in the eyes of my friends and my family and and being more vulnerable you know because I think that's I I just heard this quote like I don't even know where today but they said like the the tree or plants grow the most in like the most vulnerable parts of them so like you know like a tree is like all bark and then it'll have like a raw part of it 
that's where it puts the most growth on, you know? Really? So yeah, that's what I heard. I, I could totally be botching the quote, oh. but it just made me think, I was like, yeah, you do grow, you know, spiritually and as a human when you're the most vulnerable, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I completely agree. And, and yeah. nature is obviously a great, you know, it, it's been around for a very long time. Yes. <laughs> it, it's taught creatives for a very long time as well. Mm -hmm. Beethoven talks about that. And mm. he, he would honestly, like he'd get into those, those states of mind where he would just be like, ah, you know, it's all shit. The world is shit, blah, blah, blah. I need to go mm -hmm. out in nature and he would go out in nature and he would see just, beauty and strange things that shouldn't be but did and then mm -hmm. that would kind of give him inspirations um yeah and 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 it's it's that same sort of thing man it's it's yeah that's incredible i didn't realize that about yeah i'm gonna like look up the whole quote and send it to you but i think that's what like the gist of it there's so yeah. much that's awesome man yeah yeah it really moved me and talking about inspiration dave like what how do you stay inspired you know yeah uh like in general with music anything yeah i would say man like um i i i, I look at a i don't know i i do a lot of things i, I like i i i put my mind in, in a bunch of different places um i'm fascinated in a, in a lot of different worlds like i'm fascinated with um you know i, I just started watching this very recently i was thrilled mm. Um, obviously the whole Oppenheimer, you know, movie came out. And oh that. yeah. And mm -hmm. I kind of, it got me down a wormhole of, uh, Einstein mm -hmm. and I started mm -hmm. to like look more in depth with it. And I was like, oh, you know, cause I love history. And mm -hmm. one thing that he had come across, which it really, he, it was the only thing that really disproved him or his, mm -hmm. his, you know, his, his certainty, uh, was entanglement in a speech mm -hmm. action. And I was okay. just Whoa. So I just started, you know, kind of going down the rabbit hole of, of yeah. spook, spooky action and the universe mm -hmm. and all those kind of things. I just, yeah. you know, I would say I used to kind of sit down. I mean, and when I say used to in the last like year or so, um, I don't, I don't know if there's necessarily two of me that have kind of split off from here, but I think mm -hmm. it's like one side of me still loves to take a concept, take an idea, and then really like go, oh, like let's mm -hmm. overthink this like you would with a with a musical, and just really mm -hmm. try and like go like and really just try and orchestrate and 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 you know uh, craft it into the best possible thing, and mm -hmm. and and there's those sort of things, and then there are songs and ideas that like literally. You know, um, I, I've been recently doing this thing where I go on TikTok and say, hey, guys, mm -hmm. send me a comment. I want to write a song about mm -hmm. it. Whatever it is, there are no wrong answers. In fact, right. wrong answers are encouraged. And, yeah. Um, those are fun, too, because yeah. you're just there. You're present. You're just aware mm -hmm. of whatever that moment is. Um, yeah. I, I would say inspiration just That's awesome. inspiration lives in awareness. Mm-hmm. And whatever that, you know, especially when you're writing with somebody too, it's like, it's not, you know, yes, you have ideas, you came in, you, you have concepts and stuff, but like, all you have mm -hmm. to do is like, really listen to yourself, push your ego as much as you can out of the room, listen yes. to the other person, yes. mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. And I, 
I've always known this quote, but I'm starting to like really learn it. I'd say in like in the last two weeks that ego is a death of creativity. Mm. And it's so insane how true that is because I, I thought, okay, ego is the death of a lot of things, right? Like you put your ego in a relationship, yeah. there goes that relationship, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, um, and that that's awesome because like I, when I've let people in and this is like in life, just yeah. as much as it is with music, I feel like I've grown the, I, I've learned the most about myself, right? I've learned the things that I don't like, the things that I do like, just by being more of an open person. Yeah. And you touched on this earlier, but like, I totally relate to the point where like, music is kind of like my vessel for who I am, you know? And it's like, I, I found myself through music and other people like, you know, through Spotify or like the internet, whatever, they're finding me through it as well, you know? So it's like, the more I put myself into that, the more you see people relate to it. And then the more I, the more I show of myself because I'm like, oh, word, okay. People actually really like parts of me, you know, that, you know, just happen to be at, in a song or something like that. Dude, it, it being a songwriter, being a, mm -hmm. being a musician, being a being a singer, um, those are those are things that are so. I really feel like they are so special because mm -hmm. there's such like superpowers as a storyteller yeah. that like we can we literally have a privilege to, mm -hmm. you know, hear sing, hear things in our mind, see things in our mind, mm -hmm. and convey that. And it's honestly, I I truly believe as far as like authentically for me and it's purest mm -hmm. form like yeah i can i can't necessarily tell somebody what love is but i can mm -hmm. give them the most authentic way of feeling it in in mm. through, through a musical idea um right depending on the day um mm -hmm. but, you know, I get that. but but i just think it's like such a cool thing that we have and and um mm -hmm. it's 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 so interesting because like it's I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it's 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 a language that we get it. We get the privilege to speak. Um, yeah. Not yeah. A, it's a privilege to speak it. And right. It's, it's really cool. Do you what do you think about this quote? Uh, music is the language of the soul. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. No, go ahead. No, you got. Uh, well, I was going to like explain it a little bit more because it's basically saying like how and why people are so connected through it. Cause you know, like how people like way back before written language was a thing, they would pass down stories through song. And that's how like songs became a thing. Like they would make it rhyme just so like people can remember like whatever, like region's history. And that's how like that was all passed down. And so it got me thinking, I was like, wow, that's, that's what we're doing. You know, like, Dave's life today and like how you're experiencing LA or the world in yeah. 2023 that's what your songs are solidifying in history forever you know yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely and and to 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 jump off of that idea as well mm -hmm. is that I think it's something that's so cool about songs and singing and just sonics in general is that like mm -hmm. It's literally a frequency that mm -hmm. we can give people and yeah. that frequency they can hear and they can literally feel in a sense what we are mm -hmm. feeling. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like no other art medium can do yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, 
And that's mm -hmm. why I just, you know, like, that's why, you know, ancestrally with, with drumming and, and with, mm -hmm. with horns and like, it's all of these things that are so intuitive to the yeah. human condition. And um, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah wow. I completely yeah. It is I didn't even think about the drums part. Like that's uh that's yeah. really important too, because that's how they would like tell stories and or like march to war, things like that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's mm -hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely universal language. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh I did have a couple more things written down. I really liked how um in the beginning of when you were kind of explaining getting started and everything you mentioned like how you connect with music and kind of how I was just explaining, like, you know, how I feel like the more I connected with my songwriting and my music, the more I was able to sort of be myself in the world. And it kind of like worked in tandem with each other. When was like a first moment that you felt like, wow, this is like me connecting with the music and you felt like the most like yourself, if that makes sense. Uh, let me think. So mm -hmm. I know there's two moments for sure. Mm -hmm. The first moment would be, so I have a sister, older sister. Yeah. She's mm -hmm. two years older than me. And mm -hmm. um, I remember writing songs when I was like 15. My, I started, started playing guitar when I was 15. I my, wrote my first song when I was 16. And mm -hmm. up until that point, like I was writing, but I wasn't like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I was just like, here's a melody. Here's this, blah, blah, blah. But like, <clears throat> for mm -hmm. me, it was like, I'm sure you know this feeling. It's like, oh, this is a song. This is oh, like mm -hmm. an actual, this is a mm -hmm. piece of something. I don't know what mm -hmm. it is. It's something though. Right. And um, I remember playing it to my sister. I was so excited. I was like, oh, you got to hear this. Oh, yeah. And my mm -hmm. sister is just my biggest critic. Um, uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, older sister. And uh, I remember playing it to her and she was like, that's she's like yeah that's not that's not bad that's the song <laughs> and i was like whoa like <laughs> that shook my universe it was yeah yeah it, it was the craziest thing i was just like it was for the first time something i had made mm -hmm. actually connected with my life up until that point and it was just mm -hmm. like that 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 was mind-blowing to me yeah um, yeah and then uh, I would say um, you, you, your question was about like music and, and how, how it really like in, in, mm -hmm. in your life like connected. Um, mm -hmm. I would say that uh, so I released a solo um, or basically I, I had a um, basically I had worked with other artists and then I was kind of like, all right, like I want to do my, my, my next solo project. Mm -hmm. And um, for a year before I released anything, I kind of just literally sat in the back of a studio, which had mm -hmm. no, it literally had no, um, there was, there was no gear. There was nothing there. Mm -hmm. The guy who ran the studio, um, cause one of my other friends was producing there. And at first yeah. I would just like shadow him for like six, seven hours. And, mm -hmm. um, then I got to a point where the head of the studio, uh, he was like, he sat me down one day and he's like, you know, are are you writing? Like, what do we do? I'm like, honestly, mm -hmm. I just want to be here as much as I can. However, I can right. be here more. Just let me know. And he's like, oh, okay. right. um, well, there's a room in the back. No one's renting mm -hmm. it. 
and if you want you can just write back there and okay like, okay that's awesome yeah <laughs> i just started writing every day mm. and it was just whatever it was it was just it was something like i would listen to it was, i don't know i was listening to a lot of stuff at that time mm -hmm. um but um was were, this in la yeah yeah this was then, okay mm -hmm. um and i started writing and i started working on this this uh this the song called transatlantic and it was mm -hmm. built off of a fight that i had had with my mm -hmm. ex and mm -hmm. it was kind of a moment for me where i was like it allowed me to not be in my emotion. It allowed mm -hmm. me to kind of like take a step back, look above it and go, isn't this mm -hmm. hilarious? If you were watching this in a play, wouldn't mm -hmm. you laugh? Like what is going mm -hmm. on here? And it allowed me to just kind of like write it. And then I played it to her and she was very mm -hmm. like business minded and not, you know, very like everything has black and white and zeros and ones. And mm -hmm. I played it to her and she cried and I was just like, Oh, wow. oh okay yeah cool yeah you know? yeah and um yeah even to that point like i had been i had played shows and, and in producing and stuff like that but mm -hmm. i needed that moment i needed that yeah moment. that's such a yeah. special moment to me um, yeah so that's awesome man yeah yeah i and love that was, that was yeah that was a special place in my heart the dave cave yeah yeah i would say too like you mentioned like your big sister being your biggest critic my big brother is the same way for me yeah. and like to this day i'm like listen i i can play it for like hundreds of thousands of people you know uh the biggest execs in the world i will never be more intimidated to play anything except for like when i'm playing him like a demo or something like that dude you know i, I, know, I know that feeling so mm. well um, I wonder why that is like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe it's because they always see us as the little, little sibling mm -hmm. um, and they're kind of always like, oh, okay. You know? Oh, right. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, is doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to grab it. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it just you two? It's just us. Yeah. I'm yeah. Excited. So yeah. Same dynamic with us. Yeah. So there's probably, there's probably a relation to that because yeah, we're always, I feel like as younger siblings, we're always trying to impress them, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I just sent him like uh, a cut of my next single and I, I was kind of on like the, the fence of it being my next single so I was like, oh, I'm just going to send it to him, see what he thinks. And like, he he texted me back. He was like, Lonray, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, oh, here we go. You know, I'm ready for it. And he loved it. You know, he said it was like my favorite song of his. Ooh. And I was like, okay, I literally don't need to hear anything more. So, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah man. I mean, that's, but we need mm -hmm. those people in our lives to kind yes. of be like, Mm, uh, you know in mm -hmm. it might be the greatest thing in the world and you just you know I, i'm so mm -hmm. I, I used to look at it as like you know this this uh i used to look at it as like an obstacle like oh i have to prove it to her i have to do that but i'm like mm -hmm. i kind of want her to always be like that mm -hmm. that's always gonna be me going yeah but what about this you know yeah yeah it's like they ground you in such a special way you know I feel like as with artists, we were so like in the public eye and, and doing things very publicly. So it, it, there's a temptation for us to feel larger than life. 
yeah. when, you know, maybe the music we're creating is, but to our older siblings, we're just always going to be the little, the little sibling, the little brother, you know? That's so right. That's right. yeah. And that's awesome. And I do want to get into music with you. Um, I know we're kind of wrapping up here, but what are you working on right now? I know like you're a producer. Are there any like cool artists or cool projects that you're working with? Are you working on some of your own stuff? Just let us know. Um, so uh, my good friend, writer and collaborator, uh, Jillian Harper, I'm working with her and on her EP cool. um, and a uh, number of songs that she's she's releasing in, in her project. That's just mm-hmm. so fun because I've been writing with her for about two years now. And okay, she's just, she's super, it's not even though that she's like talented singer songwriter, you know, mm-hmm. talented lyricist. She just has this, she just has this view of, of the landscape of, of the world that it could be. And mm. you just don't get that all the time. And mm-hmm. also she can see through my weird in terms of like, yeah, <laughs> what about this idea? And she's like, mm, maybe that's what you meant. I'm like, yeah. How did oh, you? Oh, I love people like that. Happen? I love people that can do that. Yeah. yeah um so i'm awesome i'm super excited about her project um Mm -hmm. uh another artist that i've been working with harry j who's Mm -hmm. so so awesome man i started working with him uh we connected over tiktok and Mm -hmm. um the first time we met we just started talking about movies and songs and lyrics and and, uh and then the first time we wrote um you know, it's kind of one of those moments where we just boom, just wrote something, felt good, felt real, felt authentic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm super pumped on his project. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. And, and my stuff, I've got my, I'm working on my EP, my second EP. Um, okay. And uh, next couple of singles that are coming after, or that are coming uh, before the EP comes out. It's kind mm-hmm. of one of those weird things where you're like, oh, I want the EP to come out. But then I'm like, oh, but I want all these songs to have their moments. Like, wait yep. a yeah, literally going through that right now. Like that. Yeah, I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. So, um, a lot of new music coming, and um, mm-hmm. just uh, you know, just I'm I'm just really excited about all of it. Uh, I'm excited yeah. to make it, to create it, to to talk about it, and you know, to have it out there. Just yeah, yeah. Get all this stuff that you've been working on out and and for the world. I saw on your Spotify that you mentioned that you're like an alt C artist, like yeah. that's your genre. I didn't understand that until like I read more and I saw Phoebe Bridges and I was like, cause I, I listened to a few of your songs and I was like, yep, yeah, that makes sense. Like I, I get that genre. I, I, I guess I'm an alt C fan because like, uh, yeah. I, I didn't know what it was either until I can't remember who, who mentioned it. Um, it may have been my girlfriend. It may have been an A&R I was talking with. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was kind of. It just seemed like it aligned. It it aligned for me. Like I, I you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Immediately you're going, oh, I'm pop. Well, I'm not really pop. Uh, I'm indie pop. Right. Well, I'm not really indie. I'm folk pop. No, I'm not really folk pop. Uh, right. And thank God for artists like Phoebe Bridgers and, and Boy Genius and, mm-hmm. and people that are just you know following the blueprints of like the Tom Waits and the Leonard Cohens. Yeah. Like, because just such beautiful you know the best word i can think of is like tapestry is that they know how to yes and it's just, yeah man it's so cool 
Yeah, like going back to what we were talking about, like creating a world with music, you know, and they're they're pros at it. Such so, yeah. yeah, man. Well, Dave, it's been like great talking to you today. I love the fact that like we got to talk about musicals. I don't get to do that a lot, so it's like it's great like to just relate to another artist like that. As soon as you said music theater, I was like, okay, what are we going here? What are we <laughs> yeah, <talking>? yeah. <laughs> Jason Robert Brown here. So okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my uh, kind of just quickly going back to that. My musical theater teacher, he would like just throw everything at us. Yeah. So it's like I got a different taste of every kind of thing, and I think that's why I'm the kind of artist I am now because I'm like I don't, you know, as long as I can feel what the production is doing and I have a story to tell, I don't care what genre it is. Could be screamo rock, you know. Hell yeah. Be done. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, Dave. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And tell everybody where they can find you, uh, your social media handles. And I know you said you have that uh, project coming out. Is there like a date that people can pay attention to? Yeah. Um. So late October is when that EP is uh, hopefully going to be dropping. Uh, cool. It, it depends on when the next single comes out, but they're, they're right. I just got I just got one of the uh, ones back from uh, uh, my producer. I he's my producer. He's like one of my best friends. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, he sent me that, and I'm like, oh shit! Like we're ready. Like let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, late October uh, for that project, you can find me on my socials, uh, Dave Soar, D A V E S O R. That's my Instagram. Find me on Spotify, Dave Sorrentino. Um, and uh you know youtube tiktok i think my tiktok is i am dave sore but if you look up mm-hmm. dave sore you know there's yeah it's, it's yeah pretty much only this guy so <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome and guys please look him up he's a very talented artist from la and he's doing a lot of big things so definitely keep your eye out for david or dave sorrentino sorry about that oh you're good <laughs> yeah and thank you guys for joining me for another episode of in the mix and i'll catch you later Bye. See you.